Hello and welcome to Master Your Coaching Biz, a podcast for rising coaches and entrepreneurs who want to design the life of their dreams and make a massive impact on the world while building an inspired, successful, and profitable business. I'm your host, Cheryl Thacker, Master Board Certified Coach, trainer, ICF Mentor Coach, international speaker, and founder of Successful Coaches Enterprise. I believe that every coach has a unique gift to present to the world, and I'm humbled that I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of coaches and entrepreneurs on their journey to mastering their business. Join me each week as we explore all things coaching to master your business with tools, techniques, and strategies to create and market your products, get visible, make an impact, and grow your business. Listen in on interviews with leading coaches and entrepreneurs sharing their stories and best tips to teach, inspire, and empower you. Observe coaching sessions, participate in Q&A, and learn how to master your mindset to enhance your coaching skills. Are you ready to build the life and business of your dreams while doing what you love? Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. Hey, we're getting really late in the year, almost over, almost Christmas time, getting really excited. Today we have a guest who is going to help us with sales and follow-up with prospects. So please welcome Wanda Allen. She's from Follow-Up Sales Strategies and um, she is an international speaker, coach, author, and award-winning business owner. So welcome, Wanda. Thank you. Nice to be here. So nice to have you. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. So as you mentioned, I'm a speaker and a coach, and I specialize in the area of follow-up. It's it's just such a um, critical part of business and a part of the sales process, but I call it's a fundamental in the sales process, and I call it the forgotten uh, fundamental. But I, I've had a 25-year corporate career. I was a um, senior vice president, business banker, and the area of banking that I specialized in was SBA lending. And I managed departments that did 100 million plus in annual loan volume. And it was through that experience that I really developed a skill for creating systems. And then after managing SBA for about 15 years, I was asked to consider the position of branch manager, which put me into sales and I accepted the position. And I took my strong skill of creating systems because I realized how critical follow-up is to to sales. And they married the two and then the bank I was working for was acquired and it was 2008, if you remember where the times were then. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just decided, I realized that there's a real need uh, with salespeople of all types of every industry in being better at follow-up because it's just an area that in general people really struggle with. So that was, that's just like a snapshot of my journey and how I got here today. Yeah. And that's interesting because I actually have a banking background as well. And I did small business lending as a branch manager, (laughs) a a territory manager. So yeah, I was actually um, the top in a tri-state area a couple of years in a row. So I did um, enjoy that a lot. Um, So I understand the system part and definitely the follow-up because especially as a branch manager, we go out and cold call and, you know, you have to be able to follow up. Well, coaching is really no different, right? We have 
um, instances where we're cold call, same thing as cold calling, um, but also just the, the, the journey, the client journey or the prospect journey where they're getting to know us. We're starting to build up rapport, trust, and intimacy. We might have a strategy session um, or a consult. And then a lot of times, especially the coaches I work with, which are pretty in, on the new side, they just like after the session, they're just like, okay, well, they didn't want anything, you know, and so I'm not going to bother them anymore. And <laughs> so I can, um, I, I relate to that. And then I can definitely see that we need somebody with your uh, services and your expertise. So um, tell me why using uh, a system is critical for follow-up success. Because systems keep you now. The, some there's people out there who don't like that word systems. It's kind of a cold clinical word, <laughs> and for our free spirits and creatives, that word can all but give somebody a hide. So systems, you can use the word daily routine or process. They all mean the same thing. You've got to have, and I use the word system. I'm an ex-banker, so <laughs> that word <laughs> resonates with me. But you have to have systems in place because. It's what keeps you on track. It's how you always know what your next step is. If you don't know what your next step is, it opens the door wide for uncertainty. Well, I don't know, maybe they changed their mind. They didn't really express an interest. I'm not sure what to do next. And when that's in play, there's a chance you're gonna do very little, if any follow-up action at all. And, and it, it pains me because people leave so much business on the table for somebody else to get because they don't follow up. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and research tells us that only 2% of sales are made on the first contact. So what that means is 98% of the time you have to follow up because that's how you get business. Yeah. That strategy call oftentimes isn't going to be enough to get the business. You've got to follow up because a lot of times people need to think about it um, or it's not, they're not quite ready for budget reasons. You know, there's a whole array of reasons why people don't buy on the spot and that's when you've got to follow up and that's where systems come into play. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes they have to talk to other people. And I know that uh, sometimes people get like surprised at that, but you know, if you're going to make an investment, then sometimes you have to talk to a partner or, you know, whatever, an accountant or somebody like there's somebody else that you have to talk to as well. Um, so, and like you said, people aren't uh, 2%, I think you said, are, are people that buy on the spot. So we talk about takes five to eight touch points. Well, some, yeah. there's not all kinds of numbers out there, five to 13 touch points um, before you actually make a sale, definitely for services versus products. I mean, that's a I think that's a big difference uh, differentiator is that when they're buying services, some people don't see the value at least right away uh, in a service because they don't have that kind of physical product to walk away with. And so that takes some engagement and some follow-up. So what, what are kind of the systems that people use that aren't effective? Well, first and foremost is they're not using a CRM. So using no CRM is making the follow-up process so much more difficult. When they're not using a CRM, they're using other systems that are not good, that, that don't work, that um, will have you slipping and sliding all over the place, such as a spiral notebook on your desk, <laughs> uh, sticky notes, your email, your phone. People are trying to make their phones their CRM. They were not designed to be a CRM. 
uh, Excel, a lot of people still use Excel. Uh, your memory bank, you know, people think they will re all remember to call Sue two weeks from tomorrow. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Life is just too busy and too crazy. You, you can't use any of those kind of systems because they, they just create difficulty. And the mothership of all systems is a CRM. It's just an absolute must. And, you know, it's not a huge investment. There's hundreds out there. You can get them for as little as $10, $15 a month. Right. That is what houses your relationships, your future business, your prospects. You know, so I always encourage people, don't be penny wise and pound foolish when it comes to a CRM. You know, you, you just make the investment. The one I use is 15 bucks a month. You know, that's, it's nothing. It, yeah. it, I get so much back from the return on the invest that in small investment is enormous. Yeah. And just for those that are listening, CRM is client <clears throat> um, relationship manager and then CMS um, client or customer management system, either of those um, you can search for, like you said, there's hundreds out there, uh, very inexpensive. Um, and then all the way up to very expensive as well, but there's a bunch that are, that you can get that are really easy to use. Um, yeah. so, so, okay. So now they have us, they go out, they get a CMS or a CRM and, um, how, how, you know, what kind of mindset do they have to have to actually use the system? Okay. You've got to be willing. First mindset is you, you've got to be willing to be uncomfortable because, learning a CRM, there's a learning curve. And so you've got to be willing and learning curves are uncomfortable. And even with following up, that's a strong mindset. You've got to be willing to bust through discomfort because I'm sure you know, and that to get to any new level, you've got to get out of your comfort zone. So really commit to learning it, the CRM and, and the, the more you use it, the shorter the learning curve is. So it, it's, it's within your control how quickly you learn the process. So that, that's first and foremost mindset you have to have in getting the CRM implemented in your everyday working life. Be willing to be uncomfortable, it's temporary, it's not long lasting, and then once you know how to use it, it it's second nature. Yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, what, so what is that I, you have in the notes that you sent me for the show that you, there's a real reason why people don't fall off, like a bottom line. What is that? It's fear. Yeah. Fear. Now there's so much fear associated with following up. Fear of being uncomfortable is a big one because follow-up can be uncomfortable if you're not used to doing it, but it just view it as a muscle. The more you do it, the stronger it gets and the thicker your skin gets. So that's uh, really important. And then the one of the biggest, the two biggest fears, in my opinion, are fear of being pushy. I hear that all the time. If I keep following up, I feel like I'm being pushy. There's such a negative connotation to following up. It makes me crazy because follow up is part of the sales part. It's part of a sales job. You know, if, if your business, if your responsibility is to bring in business, you have a responsibility to follow up. You know, so if you're not doing your job, it's actually being unprofessional not to follow up. And so the problem, what creates this fear is I believe most people have that pushy salesperson in their mind that they don't want to be 
And so they go so far to the opposite end of the spectrum to make sure they're not that pushy salesperson that they end up taking very little, if any, action at all. And so you're not just remain respectful and professional, and there's no way you're going to be pushy. And then the second biggest fear is that two-letter word that people don't want to hear, you know, the fear of rejection. And it's just understanding that being told no is part of the sales process. No, nobody can be in sales and never be told no. It just doesn't work. And in fact, there's been research done that shows the most successful salespeople get the most no's because they make more calls than most people. And so no's part of the process. And actually no is not where the pain is. The pain is in the ignore. You know, I'll take a no over and ignore any day of the week because yeah. somebody, you know, when somebody tells me no, I know where they stand, we move on. Uh, so no is no is actually a good word. It's not a bad word. And, and don't take it on personally. Not everybody's going to want to do business with you. That's the fact. And that's for all of us. But, you know, your job is to find the ones that do want to do business with you. And to get to those, you're going to come across people who don't. It's just, it's, it's nothing personal. It's just, it's part of the sales game, part of the sales process. Yeah. And, and, you know, for coaches, they thinking about sales can kind of create anxiety sometimes, right? Cause they don't really like that word, but <laughs> if you're going to do businesses, business with somebody, there's an exchange, I call it an exchange of energy, you know, a service for, uh, money or services or something like you're, there's always an exchange there and there's, and that exchange is what makes the universe go around and people go around and and it's just a part of life and it definitely is a part of business. Um, but I like that you said that you kind of identified those two fears because we do take it personal. We take it like as, as somebody's rejecting me, but not everybody's going to be a good fit no. to work together. You're not going to have the right, you know, the uh, personalities that it match or your specific program or coaching isn't going to, you know, be specific enough for that person or whatever the reason, like there's a thousand different reasons but it's not personal. And I like that, that, that you identify that. Yeah. And, and a, a lot of times, I'd probably say most of the time, if somebody doesn't do business with you, it either wasn't the right time or the right fit or the right, but they didn't have it in the budget. Those right. are typically, you know, the, the three reasons. And so I want to um, comment on what you said. Uh, so coaches, you know, tend to not like the word sales and, but I just, come from a place of service, you know, if you call it business development, whatever it is, but you, I know every one of your coaches that are listening, know they will make a difference in that prospect's life right. if they can work with them. And so if you don't follow up, you're not giving them an opportunity to experience how you can help them. And so that can help support follow-up action because you're there to serve. And you can't serve if you don't follow up because right. we know business sales, how, whatever we're energy, whatever you want to call it requires follow-up. Yeah. So um, why do so many people struggle to, with follow-up? Because they aren't making it a priority. First of all, they're not using a CRM. They're, they don't have the right, right mindset to get through the, to move in spite of the fears, you know, to push those fears aside that we just touched on. And then another reason is they're just, they're not making it a priority. 
And, and this sounds just so common sense, but it's not because the number one reason why people tell me they can't get their follow-up work done is because they don't have the time. They are just too busy. And I've heard it a million times. I never believe it because it's not about the time. That's what we just please get over. It's not about the time. And, and I, am, I am in no way suggesting you're not busy. I, I get it. But the busier you are, the more critical it is you prioritize effectively that um, important work, which tends to be uncomfortable work if you're not used to doing it, mm -hmm. needs to be priority work. And so there, there's a real tendency to, to what I call, people are in the blame game of blaming time on everything. I don't have time, I'm too busy, I'm in a hurry, and I'll do it later. And it, that just goes on and on and on and on. And it creates so much stress because the priority work, which is important work, isn't get, getting done. And people are filling their day with comfortable, busy, low priority work, you know? And that's, that's an underlying fear. That's all that is, is fear. Yeah. And so it's just recognizing that and and busting through it so that you can get the important work done, you get your follow-up work done. That's what brings in more business. That's how you serve more people. Right. I agree with that totally. How many on how, how many times on average do you think it takes um, to get a sale? How many follow-ups? I agree wholeheartedly with 80% of the time, it's between five and 12 contacts. I, I agree with that. At, with every part of my being, I agree with that because, you know, prospects don't operate in our, on our timeline. And, you know, as much as you know, you can help them, you're the answer to the struggle they're dealing with. They still are going to operate in their own time. You know, they'll tell you they're interested. They'll tell you to follow up. They don't respond, but you got to keep at it. And, uh, it, it's just, it's the way it's, I wish I could say it were different, but it's not, it's the world in which we live. And so it's just accepting that and knowing just because a prospect doesn't respond, doesn't mean they're not interested. Right. It just means they haven't been able to get back to you. You know, and further research tells us that 90% of people follow up twice and quit. And I believe that. In fact, I think that might even be a little generous. <laughs> Yeah, that's, you know, it's so bad out there with follow-up. If your listeners will just really commit to the follow-up side of their business, there's so much opportunity out there because people don't do it. Yeah, I agree. And I see it a lot. And I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fear, but these other things as well play, play a piece of it. And especially when you look at, oh, I have to follow up five times. Like <laughs> that seems so overwhelming. But the, the follow-up also can be a very simple process. It doesn't have to be anything elaborate. So what would um, the number one recommendation that you would give for somebody to have like that ease about follow-up? You got to have your systems in place. That's where systems come in because you always know what your next step is. And, and that's what, and I love that you use the word ease because when you have your systems and processes set up, that's what puts you on the flow of ease so that you, you follow up regardless of how you're feeling or if this is the fourth time or the eighth time, you know, none of that matters because you're just following your system. So processes and routines are really critical because they give you structure. And that's, we operate so much better under structure, not so structured that you can't wiggle. There's no wiggle room. 
some kind of structure. Otherwise, every day is a free for all or every prospect is just a free for all. And then we go based on our emotions. And that's not good. <laughs> emotions get us in trouble. Absolutely. They do. Yeah. Um, so when can when considering follow up, thinking about follow up and putting a process in place, do you consider like relationship management part of that follow up? Well, relationship for me, follow up work is converting that prospect into a client. Relationship management is staying in touch once business has been has been closed. So you're managing the relationships that you've already established. On the prospecting side, you're of course you're developing relationship as you're working through with that prospect. So in my mind, they're kind of different. Uh, because they're different situations. Referral sources, uh, past clients, colleagues, relationship management's critical. And here's the other sad part is that so many people follow up on the prospecting side, get the business, close it, go have them go through the program, and then they drop the relationship and they're off looking for their next new. And so many people forget about the the relationships they've already established. And just because someone's gone through your program doesn't mean you should drop them. I'm not saying you stay in touch with every single person you've ever done business with, but the ones you enjoy getting to know and working with, don't let them go. Because you never know, they could need more coaching, they have, they have referrals for you. And so it pains me that, you know, we all put so much effort on that front end, getting them to a client point or getting that referral source to really start getting comfortable enough with you to give you referrals and then to drop it, all that work, you know, yeah. you're not going to be able to capitalize on it. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I actually talk a lot about that as far as actually building the relationship before they even become clients, but then, yeah, how to, how do you keep them engaged? How do you keep them, um, keep building that relationship? And we talk about a lot of different things in my programs, like just email marketing follow-up specific to previous clients. Cause it's a little bit different than you would do for prospects, but, um, or having like, you know, a group, a Facebook group or a forum or something where people can still kind of chime in and still get, you know, some, um, attention from you once in a while, because that's important to, to nurture that, that relationship. So I, I agree with that too, as well. Um, so what would you say, uh, kind of like a final, um, pointer tip for audience, what would that be from you? Um, just commit really. And I said this already, but you, you have to commit to this side of the business. If you really want to achieve the vision and goals that you have, because without the follow-up, it's really difficult to bring business in and, and just accepting that, recognizing it and committing to it because, you know, people, and here's the other thing is people will, this is another tip. They spend so much time, effort, and energy on prospecting, networking, networking, lead generation, cold calling, but they fall so short on the back end, which is the follow-up work, which is what brings in the business. That front-end work just plants a seed is how I, how I put it. It plants a seed, but you got to water it and nurture it and take care of it for it to blossom. And when it, they turn into a client, that's when it blossoms. And so 
please just write and, and doing that front end work can create a false sense of accomplishment. Well, I'm, you know, I'm doing all this. And so please just be really honest and say, okay, so, you know, the new year's coming. I love it. I always say follow, follow up is up there with weight loss. Okay. I'm going to do better. I'm going to bring in more sales and pandemic or no pandemic, you know, this, I am going to be different. And this is the time. This is the time to, to commit and make changes and get the follow-up work done so that you can reach your goals and your vision. Yeah. Awesome. So you have a, you have a free gift for my audience. I do. They can, I have a free guidebook. It's called seven follow-up strategies to close more sales. They can um, text the word follow-up. It's one word for this and you text uh, 22828 or they can go to my website and download it on my products page. And my website is followupsalesstrategies.com. Okay, great. All this will of course be in the show notes. You guys can just click right through. Thank you so much, Wanda. I just want to say kind of final um, uh, shout out to you guys is really, you know, systems uh, being organized, prioritizing your activities. These are things that, you know, that help us to be successful. And so really thinking through what are the things that you have in place now? What, what um, systems or what processes, what tasks that you, you know, that you have to do in your business? How are you managing them? How are you scheduling them out? These are ways to really get clear on the time that you're spending on your business versus in your business um, so that we can be profitable and have a sustainable uh, coaching practice. So that's the, that's the goal. And to do that, we have to do some things that are not comfortable, but once you get used to it, once you start practicing, um, it gets easier and easier and you'll be more successful. And this, and then at some point you will have a team to be able to help you as well. <laughs> and that is also a goal. At least it was of mine. And, um, I'm, I was happy when I, when I reached it, but I was also happy again, going through it and learning these things and putting these things into place. So thanks a lot for um, listening today, guys. Thank you, Wanda, for joining me. And I will see you on the next episode. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. If you love today's show, please consider leaving me a review on the Apple Podcast app so other coaches can find the podcast. For more information about me, visit SuccessfulCoaches.com. For daily inspiration and affirmations, follow me on Instagram at Coach Cheryl Thacker. Be sure to send me a DM so I can say hello. Until next time, to your success.